Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary, a special edition. Why? Because it's the holiday Thanksgiving here. So uh, happy Turkey Day to, to all of you. Um, don't eat too much turkey or, I mean, you know, you might turn into one. Uh, I, uh, um, only do one show a day, folks, and it's right here at 10 a.m. And this morning we have uh, an amazing guest, somebody who I'm excited to talk to because well, she's built and grown her business uh, in a unique way, in a unique niche. And so uh, help me welcome Becca to the show. Becca, what's up? Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us and and uh, and coming on and talking shop with us. So you're nourished with Becca Health Coaching is sort of your online persona, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I do mainly online health coaching for women to help them with hormone imbalances, gut issues, healthy weight loss, that type of. Do you help men? <laughs> I actually, I, I do. I don't advertise that I help men, but um, I do get like my, some like men that follow me and yeah. they'll reach out and be like, oh, like, can you help me with this? Usually it's yeah. gaining weight with men, which is honestly really fun to do. So I do, I do have a couple of male clients that I, I see, but yeah. I, I advertise to women. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's niche specific. It's gender specific. Um, and, uh, I guess is it gender specific, maybe not gender specific, but, uh, I, I mean, if, if not in 2022, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not in 2022, but, um, it's, it's, it, it, you're marketing to, to other, to other ladies, to other women. Mm -hmm. Is there any talk about being married or are you letting people into your personal life in any way, shape or form? Uh, in, in, in any of your content and any of your videos, you do keep it strictly business. Um, I would say I, I do. I like to be transparent with who I am as a person. Um, because I think that that really, I know for people that I follow, it just, it's more personable when you know them as more than just what they do as a job. So I do like to share a little bit about myself. Um, I wouldn't say I get too personal, but um, I think there's there's a line where it's really nice to be able to tie your business into your everyday life. And that's kind of what I do. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the work I do, I've gone through. It's, it comes from my own story and what I went through and how um, that's kind of how I grew my business in general. So I do relate it a lot to myself personally. Yeah. Um, but I also keep the boundaries there, healthy boundaries. Okay, good. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's, you know, a lot of times that's a difficult line to to know what is what, right? Because do I show my kids on, on video? Do I talk about, you know, do how much of my home do I show? How much mm -hmm. of my personal life do I? So, um, so it's always, it's always good to try to find what are the boundaries that you're comfortable with, right? Because, yeah. uh, and am I going to still, you know, am I going to still be happy to know that th these details about my life are online five years from now or 10 years from now, you know, kind of like, um, uh, it, yeah, looking into the future, playing the tape through a little bit, but hey, back to your, your niche and your, uh, 
uh, in kind of how you got started. So was it some of the lockdowns and so forth that that pushed you into the digital space? Were you more offline with your with your fitness business? Were you a personal trainer before? Tell us how you got online. Yeah. So the pandemic shut down basically definitely pushed me more towards um, just the possibility of like, hey, I want to have a functioning business all the time, no matter what happens in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more of a clientele online. You can reach so many more people versus, I mean, I live in Los Angeles. There's a great clientele here, but mm-hmm. also like, I want to reach those people who are across the country. I have clients who are live in Iceland and um, Australia. So it's like, there, it just opens up the space so much more and allows you to connect with people who you would normally not connect with. So I think that just the possibilities are more endless and um, you can just reach so much more people online. And for me also, I just, um, I love working with people in person. I think that there is a really, you can, you know, make a really strong connection with someone in person, but at the same time, I feel like over the past couple of years that I've switched my business online, I have just gotten so good at connecting with people virtually. And I've literally never met these people before. And I know so much about them. I have such a strong connection with them and I've literally never met them. So it's, it's weird, right? When, when (laughs) a lot of your life starts to happen virtually, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you gain those powers of being able to connect with people virtually. And at first it might feel, or, or it is difficult, right? Because, well, maybe at that point it, it, you are in, in life. I know for me, hell, I'm, I was just trying to still master, you know, bonding and get, being around people in real life, let alone virtually, right? So yeah. now you, you come on camera and so forth. Were there any sort of hurdles, mental uh, uh, imposter syndrome? A lot of our students and clients in our community had, you know, brand new folks learning how to do digital marketing, learning how to create you know, courses, coaching events, or do affiliate marketing, which is the core four business models we teach for people to kind of come online and begin to, you know, have a business model that won't get affected by supply chains or whatever. And again, that's the business model that you're doing. That you, So that's why we wanted to connect with, you know, show your business and your journey to our community. But that's a theme is sort of that imposter syndrome or like not really, um, liking the way that you look or sound on camera, what were some of the things, the mental stuff that you had to go through or overcome or are even still overcoming? Um, Yeah. In terms of just, you know, those things that people not may not know about you that you're going through if you didn't say something about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like I, I still, I struggle with it less and less now, um, especially TikTok makes it a lot easier because the content is less frilly. It's less, you know, picture perfect. But especially at first when I was, you know, before TikTok was a thing and I was just doing Instagram, it, I I struggled with it for probably like a year, honestly, I would still post, but inside I was like, oh my gosh, no one look at me. Like no one, I don't, I don't want the attention. I'm not someone who is like very, um, type A and will just put themselves out there in general. So just putting myself 
talking on social media was really challenging for me. And yeah, I was like, who's going to listen to me? Um, who's going to want what I have to offer? Mm-hmm. And it, it was really challenging. And I, I definitely, you know, did a lot of like internal work through that. But I think ultimately just getting started with posting anything, like just kind of finding the lowest hanging fruit. Okay. You just want to post pictures. Okay. You just want to post like um, Canva slides and just getting that, like just taking that first little step. You don't have to dive into like making three minute videos Mm. and that be like the first thing you do. But I think that like very slowly for me initially, it was just, okay, sharing one thing and then focusing on that next step and just kind of creating those like small goals as to like how that I was going to work up to my bigger goal, which was, you know, talking on social media and putting myself out there more. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely scary. And uh, I think I definitely don't even really think about it now, but initially, yeah, I had this big struggle with like, yeah, imposter syndrome essentially, like, is anyone going to listen to me? Right. Those kinds of things. So, so yeah. And you, you don't even feel yourself growing through it. Right. Because it's right. like, how did I, how did I get to this place now to where, as you said, I don't even think about it, but at the beginning it feels so big and it feels so like it's a wall that you're not going to be able to get through. Like, am I always going to feel this awkward? And I think the point is that no, you won't, (laughs) you know, if you're pursuing this and you're getting started as, you know, any form of a freelance digital marketer, like anything the beginning is going to be awkward. What were some of the other awkwardness or, or kind of the, 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 the pieces that people may not know about what you went through inside of your business to get it where it, where it is now, the not so glamorous stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, especially the not so glamorous stuff is also the, the sales aspect online and really finding that, um, that, piece that felt good for me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, again, I'm not someone that's just going to like DM someone randomly or walk up to a random stranger and like start talking, start talking about my business. Um, so really, I guess finding ways for me that felt good initially to still sell online without feeling like out of integrity with myself. Mm-hmm. So that took some time to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think overall it's like getting comfortable with feeling uncomfortable is a yeah. real, it, it's going to happen. And yeah. sometimes you're going to have to like do things that um, you wouldn't normally do. But ultimately, like if I look at the like trajectory of my business online, that's how I grew into what I can do today and how, yeah, I don't really think about posting online. I'm just like, all right. And I don't even really plan most of my content. It just kind of organically happens. And for me, that's, mm-hmm. that's what um, really works for me. I just take content out of what happens in my life, what I see in like society, mm-hmm. what I see in my clients, what I see in like potential clients I talk to, all of the problems that I see are out there. I just, I get these different stories and then I just tell that, that was, that's a big part of my content is I just like, like to tell stories because people relate to those pieces of content the most. And that was where, especially with social media, I got started to get people that would respond to all my posts 
And they would be like, oh my gosh, that is me. That is me spot on word for word. Like, how do I fix this? And so the more I would like go through these like scenarios that at first I was like, no one's going to relate to this. Hmm. And so just getting it out there and just, you know, trying those different things was initially how I, how I found like, oh, these are the things that really work Mm -hmm. and just getting that feedback from people. Yeah. So like a specific style of video would be, would be maybe, uh, or a specific format, right? Like might be where you're pulling questions. And I, I could imagine a new person might think, well, where would I get questions? You know, if I, well, I mean, you can really like an artist does get inspiration from anywhere, even if you're pulling questions from somebody else's post. I see that you do, sti- you know, stitches or duets or whatever as well. To where there's a there's so many different ways that really nowadays you can even leverage other people's content and right. react to it, comment on it, agree with it, disagree with it, elaborate, right? Um, is that another, is that a, is that a piece of your content puzzle? Yeah, totally. I think it's a super easy way to one, like build off of what's already doing well and just kind of add your piece into that. And also it gives you ideas for content. So you, you can do that and it supports other people as well. I think that like, you know, a lot of times in business and I see it, especially in women, like it's, it's sometimes it's really hard for women to support other women in business. There kind of comes like this competition almost. And so I think that kind of letting that down and really like supporting other content, other content creators, um, and small businesses and stuff, even when they do the same thing you do is, is a big part of it. And it just, um, it really helps you build that community and show that you, you know, you're not in competition with other businesses, but like you're with them at the same yeah. time. I think that's, I think that's men do that too. They, you know, we can get kind of, we can get kind of, you know, we can get kind of crabby, you know, crabs, <laughs> in, crabs in a bucket, right? Another, somebody goes to get out and it's like, no, nah, get back down here, you know? Uh, and so how do you, you're taking in information, you're using other people's information as, as ideas or inspiration. Maybe you'll do a duet or whatever. How do you avoid shiny object syndrome specifically around consuming too much content yourself or chasing too many new shiny business ideas? I mean, I think that I, from, I think it just comes from trial and error, honestly, and like really going back and looking at what does well and what people are responding to. And initially you're not going to know what that is when you're first posting things. So you have to just kind of post everything and anything at first. Like I would say when I initially first started, especially on TikTok, I would just, I would just post things, whether it was good or not. Um, I would just post, I mean, relative to my niche, but I would say I would just post and I would just get the content out there because I was like, I don't know what's going to do well. And so just getting that data back first was like my first kind of step, because then once I saw like what videos went viral, what people would comment on, what people would respond on, then I would just take those things and make more of them and make them in different aspects, different Um, Like you could take one idea and make like 15 different pieces of content with it. 
And I think that is like how I, and whenever I try and like go off of that, it doesn't really do very well. And I, I know that. And so just kind of really looking at the data of what does well, what can I go back to? What do I know? Like I, there are like three or four different videos. I know if I post these videos, they're going to go viral. They're going to get at least 20 to 50,000 views. I know it. And I don't do that all the time because that comes with like responsibility at the same time. Like you have to be able to like know what to do once you go viral or once your video does really well. Mm -hmm. So that's also an aspect of it. But at the same time, like I know what performs well for my audience. Yeah. And just, I think that's the one of the first things is just just trying everything that you can think so of. So let's do let's do one specific example of what performs well for your audience, not not all of them, and then what to do if you go viral. So what's okay. one specific like if you look, you need views, okay? It, you got it's a gun to your head moment. Mm -hmm. And you need views like you need food like you okay. need air okay so, what's your go-to <laughs> all right so first thing i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pick a very short trending sound to use five to seven seconds right okay. because especially tiktok they're going to push videos out that have more views and if someone is watching a video for more than 10 seconds that's automatically two views right? Mm. And so the more that that happens, the more the video is going to get pushed out. So if you're watching again, the shorter, I mean, you would want it to be at least five seconds, right? Mm. But that, that sound is just going to keep playing and your video is going to keep playing. And so essentially that's going to push the algorithm out and you're going to get more views. So that's like kind of the first trick. You don't want to do this all the time because, um, you do want to actually put out like, um, content where you're talking and whatnot so that when people but you're going to go for the you're going to go for the five to seconds you're going to go for that short little video mm -hmm. clip that sounds like it's kind of the same sound, sound. all the way through right so right. so the person's going to watch it multiple times and not realize that they're watching it multiple yeah. times all right, but i don't want to you tell <laughs> us where we're going you lead this this horse to water Okay, cool. And then um, what does really well for me is um, I talk about hormone health, right? Hormones okay. with um, women. So I'll say um, signs you have, signs you might be struggling with a hormone imbalance. And I'll list a bunch of different symptoms. I'll say like, um, like your hair's falling out, you're bloated all the time. Um, you're struggling to lose weight, even though you're eating less and exercising more. Like I'll put these different bullet points for people to relate to. And mm -hmm. you can do that same thing with anything. Like you could, you could take that same concept and just, I, I, I don't know what, I mean, if those are your actual bullet points, by the way, what great content, what woman is not, I right. mean, even as a man, I thought, shit, I can relate to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, so seriously, it's like, you, you oh, can... <laughs> <laughs> that's a great, no, that's a great, what a great, what a sub niche, but you're throwing a super wide net. And, and mm -hmm. you're funneling a, a large group of people who can initially um, sort of relate to, to kind of a couple of key things. And then you kind of will, you know, continue to qualify them with more specific information the further mm -hmm. they go in your process. But anyway, so, okay, we're, we're tracking with you. So, so you're going to do the, the five to seven kind of like mm -hmm. clip the audio that sounds the same. So people don't really 
realize that it's that they're watching it over and over again. And then you're going to go with the whole three reasons, three or ten, three reasons you might be struggling with X, Y, Z. I'm trying to make it a sort of a template, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So you would do that. And then um, you would use a couple hashtags that are really um, related to your niche, um, especially because the algorithm there, they've switched to more of like an SEO algorithm where keywords are going to be key, obviously. So having those keywords where if you were someone on TikTok and you had this problem and you were going to search for this problem, what would you type in? that's going to be your hashtag basically. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to use a couple of those. You're going to put a short caption on there and you're just going to post it. Sometimes I will in the comments, I'll put some extra like tidbits of like tips or something for people to like read through. Because again, the longer they're on that video, the more it's going to push out that algorithm. Right now, do you ever, and that was what I was going to ask about caption versus hashtag, you know, even on like your Instagram reels and so forth, it's always a, question as to how much caption you write there because it's all valuable space there. So do you have an opinion on caption versus hashtag or how to use them together? Do you think that using them have an, do you think they even matter or you just slam your hashtags there and call it a day? I personally just put them at the end. I don't put them in the caption really. Um, I like having a caption. Talk, I just do a short one liner. Um, I just think about it in terms of like a consumer. I don't read the captions on TikTok. I just don't. Um, and they're just not very visible. Um, it's something you have to click into. You just don't need a ton of info. I put that info. If I want them to know more, one thing you can do on TikTok also is you can link another video of yours. So again, with that five to seven second video, you're not going to get a ton of info. If you want them to learn more about whatever you posted, you can make another video about you talking yeah. X, Y, and Z more in depth and link that to the video. And so some, yeah. uh, sometimes I will, I'll usually link another one of my videos in um, that five to seven second video mm-hmm. um, in the caption so that, again, it's just going to bring them to more of my content. Right. So... Is that pretty much the the process? Is that pretty much your your go to? Yeah, and then I would say like once you do put that out there, um, you do want to have like you do want to have your page set up to where when someone comes to your page, they know what you do, what what like they can what value they can get from your page, yeah, and where they can work with you if they want to, yeah. Yeah. So this has been one of those things that we've been kind of, we've been working through in the, um, in our, in our community is kind of getting away from this, you know, like Lincoln bio, Lincoln bio type of, you know, sort of salesy. I think a lot of new people, when, when we first come on and we start marketing, it's kind of like, you know, it, it's difficult to get the hang of, you know, as you said, the kind of salesy part. Sometimes we don't want to be salesy. We end up being too salesy. And so, you know, I think that, um, give us, give us your thoughts or tips around how to give clear calls to action, um, without 
making people annoyed by your content that they feel like you're you're always pitching them to go, you know, click your link in bio. You know, I mean, again, I, I say that link in bio because it's just an example of, I think at this point, a pretty overused phrase that has been used in many different niches. And my personal opinion is, is that people kind of know where to go on TikTok. They know what to do if they want more information. They want to learn all about you. They know exact, they could stalk your profile. They're not, they're not dumb. But how do you navigate, you know, both setting up or how do you, why did you make the certain decisions that you did about whatever text you're displaying here, as well as, you know, letting those who are following you, let you, you know, let, how do you let them know where your information is with, in a, in a way that's not too passive, but is also not too salesy? Yeah, so I I definitely struggled with this at first because I I was like I don't want to come off salesy. I don't want to I don't want someone to get to the end of my video and not get any value from it. So that was my first thing is I was I was just like okay, my first priority is to add value and to give. Because if people can take an actionable step from my videos and from my content and go implement it and it works, then they're going to come back for more. And they're going to essentially keep coming back until they want that one-on-one coaching or they want my mini course or whatever. Yeah. And so I think that my first, um, my first like mindset behind this is just drop the like, okay, I'm trying to sell something and just go more towards like, okay, let me just give you some things to do. Like these are, I I always try and put something in my videos, especially maybe some not, maybe not as much my like super short videos, but my longer form content, I have so many free action steps that people can do. And I have people who have commented on my videos that say, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I've been implementing your tips. I've lost weight. I'm not bloated anymore. So it's like you, you can just binge my content and write and take notes and write down the things I say and put a plan together for yourself. You can yeah. honestly do that. People don't do that because it's overwhelming and, um, you know, they're just not going to usually do that. Sometimes right. they do and it works and that's great. And I'm like people who don't need my help, like amazing. So um, the more just tips I can give out, the better. So that's kind of my first thought. with building content and trying not to sound salesy is to make sure that I give them something actionable to do. And at the end of my video, I'll usually, my call to action is usually like, if this resonated with you and you need more help, then here are ways I can help you more. And I don't, I never say link, like check the link in my bio. I say, if you want this, if you want my mini, if, if you need more help with this, I recommend starting with my mini course. You can find it on my page. If yeah. not, just keep following following me for more tips. Like right. I just make it super genuine, and I just yeah, make it, yeah. I want to help you. I don't care if you buy from me. And 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 that that is pretty passive. You know that is pretty um, that is pretty that is pretty. You know it's called it's more indirect selling versus kind of direct selling, where yeah. you're just kind of you know bringing it up directly all the time. Um, and, uh, do you find that that still has generated the, uh, you know, the amount of business 
or the way that you've set it up anyways. I mean, obviously you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is at a certain point uh, somewhat unscalable, but I think you know, you're in that time in your career to where you're learning as much as you can about your clients. You're, uh, and, and maybe there are some limitations on things that you can or can't discuss in a group setting, but are you, what ways have you monetized your audience so far? And mm -hmm. what are some of the different products and, or specific, I heard a mini course, but are you, you know, are there more services than just the one-on-one -on -one coaching that you're offering or that you've tried? And is there anything that you've tried and decided you didn't like doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, so what I have, again, my main like offer is my one-on-one -on -one coaching service. Um, but I also do have a self-paced course that I do that would kind of be like a second tier. Um, and then I do have um, a couple masterclass um, on different topics that I've done. And then I also have a free, um, like a free download that I do offer. And so I do have a couple different options to work with me. Um, and I've, I've played with, you know, just like other ideas and whatnot. Um, I'm probably going to move into some of the group coaching model and whatnot. I just really like doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, but yeah, you said, as you said, it's not like super scalable and um, yeah. you do need to have those other offers but i think that first is to make sure that you're testing out your offer before you go into those other <laughs> types of <laughs> that's a hat thrower i'm telling you <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that early grind that of getting to know your customer getting on the phone with people i can remember when i first got started I, you know, I was not speaking one to many like I am now. I mean, everything that I do now is one to many. I was one on one. I was picking up the phone, calling leads. I mean, you know, people who opted into my email uh, list or people, you know what I mean? I, not every single one of them as, as my, my traffic grew, but really connecting with my customers in a way that helped me learn a lot about it. And oh, Hey, by the way, here I am still, um, you know, over a decade into this and every single day I interview a client. So in your case, you're somebody, a, a, a peer in the industry, which is just as kind of cool to talk to somebody who is, is using this model kind of in a different part of the internet. But, um, but uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's really fascinating. Um, so continue on with, with, I, I want to also know before we wrap up, uh, finish what you were saying. If, if you want to say any more about what we've talked about, I want to make sure we don't miss the, what do you do if you do go viral? I know that so many people it's look when I, I feel like a grandpa with this one, when I was got started back 10 plus years ago, we had to, you know, film the video on a, you know, a flip recorder and then we put it into the internet and then we uploaded it and there was no short form video. There was no record it quickly on your phone. If you went viral, man, I mean, you were like a God, you were an internet God. I mean, nowadays going viral, any Joe schmuck can do it. I mm -hmm. mean, you, yeah. it's unbelievable. People are going viral with other people's content. I mean, you don't even have to have your own content to go, to go viral. There are accounts set up specifically leveraging the, the, this, the algorithms posting viral content or content that has a great shot to go viral. And they're building accounts off of other people. It's just insane where we're at in the world in terms of just the dominant role content plays itself. But 
tell us what do you do if you go viral and how did you learn this? Did, did were you were you unprepared? Tell make sure that you include if there was any tough lessons. Yes, there definitely was. <laughs> um, I would say the for like you don't your plan should not be to go viral. First off, I would say that first really optimizing your page should be step one. Like don't worry about the views and the followers and whatnot. Just give people like those top three, how you can like pin three videos to the top of your page, pin a couple videos, like at least one or two videos up there that people can click on when they come to your page. So they know again, what they're getting from you. So you're kind of priming your page to actually get sales when people do yeah. come or, or whatever, you know, whatever your goal is when people come to your page, whether it's right. people to download something or like, so they know what you do. Because yeah. a lot of the times, again, these videos that go viral, sometimes you, they're the videos you, you don't expect to go viral. They're right. like the dumb, like short videos that sometimes don't, sometimes wouldn't be your choice of the video that would go viral. Yeah. And so just having like your page primed in a way that like people know what you do um, and they know what problem you solve, they know what they're going to get from your page, all of those things. So getting your page up first. And then I would say if you're brand new to something like TikTok, getting up to a thousand followers is going to be one of your first goals because then you can put that link on your page once you get a thousand followers. That's the, you know, that's the first, you know. It's yeah, like, that's like level one. You know what I mean? Like you right. get on and level go, you get to, in order to graduate level one and get to level two, you got to get those thousand followers. It's always yeah. like kind of that, that first benchmark. Right. And then once you do go viral, I would say setting up a system to where you can talk to people. So having like either I have a stand store on my page where people can apply to work with me. At first, I just had my calendar up there, which was a huge mistake because I was just getting like these calls, but I would get like, I would spend five hours on the phone with people some days and half of those would not be sales. So, you know, just having a, uh, again, it depends on if you want to at first, just talk to a bunch of people. Um, you can just put your calendar up there for me. It was too overwhelming. And so I put an application on my page so that people could apply to work with me. I could kind of filter out, um, those people if they were a good fit um, and yeah, if, if, if I thought that we would be a good fit to work one-on-one -on -one, or I would give them something else to, you know, to yeah. get them started, whether it be my mini course or my free PDF guide, but even just putting that step of having someone apply is going to, you're going to get people who are more committed and yeah. we're actually going to buy from you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's the, the, whether you're driving people to a, a sales funnel and like a landing page or whether you've got, I see you've got the stand store mm -hmm. software that, you know, allows you to, allows people to book appointments with you and fill out applications or you can link them to outside. I can see that you've got a course set up on Kajabi and mm -hmm. these are all platforms that I'm familiar with. And, you know, there's a thousand tools out there, but the bottom line is, is that, you know, the, 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 the building is not the, the, nobody talks about the hammer that was used to build the building. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the story is not the software that you use this, just pick a software 
the story about you and your business and the growth, we made it to the Inc. 5000 this year, and we were the 63rd fastest growing education company in America, privately held. This is what Inc. 5000 does is they track the privately held companies, which are truly the small and medium sized businesses of America. You know, we're, we're uh, still you know, family owned and operated. You're a privately held company as well. Yeah. We all are until we do an IPO and then we're publicly traded and people can buy uh, our stock and so forth. But, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting because nobody, they didn't write about the software that we used in the article will be in the November issue this year, um, uh, which is coming out this, this month. Um, they're not talking about the software. They're not talking about the tools, like those little things. And and so often we as new entrepreneurs and new marketers get caught up on those little snags, you, you know, as if they, as if they in the long term matter. And, and I mean, if your business is up and running and you're cranking in the, you know, six figure range, it might be time to stop and reassess your tools or whatever, but the, the, you can likely continue to scale and build with the, the most simplest of tool sets as long as you just pick one and kind of stick with it. Do you have any specific experience with that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I just kind of asked people for recommendations. Like, what do you use? What do you like? I, I'm... For like, for me, I really like referral based anything. So I'm always asking, you know, other people I know who create content or who have online businesses and whatnot, like, what do you use? What do you like? Yeah. Um, how does this work for you? So that's, that's definitely how I picked my tools, yeah. but I would say just find some creators that you like, see what they use and try it. <laughs> just yeah. like, don't spend very much time, like going through these different systems and whatnot just try it see if it works if you don't like it try something else but like not like you said not spending very much time on this because ultimately it doesn't really matter the big thing that i see people um that i think is a giant black hole and i do mean a massive huge percentage of people fall into this black hole when they first come online they start setting up their website. They, they, um, you know, they go and they want to get their merchandise ready because it's not even their primary business, but they just want to have hats and t-shirts mm -hmm. and, and, and all of the distractions, you know, comparing this software and that software and got to do a, I mean, the, the search, the, the decision-making process is so exhausting that they never get started in the actual business itself because the, it, they become so overwhelmed. They allow themselves, we allow ourselves to become so overwhelmed by the choices in, in everything out there. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's something that I talk about a lot. It's, it's that, you know, I used to work construction with my dad and not one single time did we go and spend any more than a couple of minutes in the aisle buying a drill. My dad didn't go there and, and compare and sleep in the aisle and make a decision over a week or go back. He didn't go and think about it and then come back. He had to buy a drill right then. Mm -hmm. He just had to make a decision. You had DeWalt, Milwaukee, Ryobi, 
pick one. They're about all the same. You know what I mean? In in, in the grand scheme of things, um, these things are just what I call the the mechanics, which are important, but they're just the tip of the iceberg. They're not the larger iceberg that that you don't see, or the larger part of the iceberg you don't see, which is again why facing fears, getting comfortable on camera, overcoming those that sort of um, that that you know kind of cringy feeling around the sales like how do i you know how do i navigate this um one of the things that we've called the style of content that's effective is edutainment part educational part entertainment mm -hmm. and we find that an educated person will buy whereas a non-educated person will never buy they, they don't understand your product and so i love that you've highlighted that somebody could pretty much learn everything that's in your courses in one-on-one -on -one if they watched all of your videos, but they don't want to do that. They want it condensed and delivered in a way. So you've told us that you take your best stuff and you put it in your videos. You just splinter it out into different videos because they're all chum in a way like fishing, right? They're a different bait to bring fish, right? Which are your target prospect that you're fishing for. And they bring them, they bring them to the boat some will, some won't, but ultimately because of the convenience microwave society that we live in and the people and people also want connection, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to take the next step if they like what they hear. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of nuggets in that. What else could you, you know, what else would you add to bring us home? That's important for people to know about you and your journey and what it's taken you to get from being somebody at zero to where you are now? Yeah, I would say one of the main things that I think, and I do this with my clients, and I think it's super important to do that I don't see a lot of people doing when I talk to them about their businesses and whatnot is really celebrating every single little win you have. Because at first, you're not going to have big sales. It's not, you're not just going to get clients after you post three or four videos. It's just not going to happen. But celebrating those little wins along the way of like, I posted every single day this week, like, and just really like letting that resonate and just celebrating those little wins and encouraging yourself along the way, because it's not going to be super easy. It took me, I think it took me two months, which doesn't sound like a very long time, but it took me two months to like really kick off my TikTok, And I think it's even harder to do that these days. Um, not as many creators are just blowing up like they were and it's not as easy. So it does take a little bit of time and really just celebrating those little wins along the way and remembering the why behind you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just keep going. <laughs> I think that's like, would be my number one like thing that, that really helped me personally right. was not giving up. And as like cliche as that sounds, like the creators that have gone viral, they're the ones that, you know, it, it's not super easy. And it, it does take a lot of work and commitment and time and energy and, and whatnot. And they don't give up, obviously. So yeah. Just like anything in life, right? I mean, golly. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not this glamorous thing that just, you know, you wake up one day and you've got 100,000 followers. Yeah. I mean, maybe that happens to some people, but like realistically, it, it does take some work and just remembering why you're doing something and 
bringing that home when things get tough because they will. Well said. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you believe we are in a time in which creating content on the internet will soon become the new norm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has it already overtaken our youth, meaning that much of their socialization and connection, even though we have never connected in this way before, over devices, staring at phones, through screens, even though us as a species has never communicated like this before, we've always been face-to-face, we've always been in small groups, or at the very least talked over a device but could not see each other's faces or content. You think that we've crossed over into a place where there is no return. And if you want to be ahead of the curve, I know that you said it's harder on TikTok, but is TikTok probably just a very small speckle of sand in this kind of new era that we're in where everybody in order to grow a business or scale beyond getting by with your services or products, maybe in your local area, creating content, connecting with people, doing commerce online through content is the new norm. Yeah. I mean, I think it is. I think that if I just like think about myself personally, like I don't, I don't follow a lot of the things where I would typically see business advertisements now. Like I don't watch TV where there's commercials Um, I live in LA, so there's billboards, but like, I don't really pay attention to them. I don't look at magazines where there's ads and stuff or, um, you know, I just, there's, I feel like the way that it's just a super easy, inexpensive, unless you're, it's still inexpensive when you're promoting stuff, but it's, it's a really easy way to get content out there and to advertise with a lot of engagement, like if you think about it, there's just so much more engagement online. It doesn't matter the platform. There's The platforms are always going to be evolving and growing. In a couple yeah. of years, there's going to be a new platform that comes up that everyone's obsessed with. It, it's it's right. just going to keep going. And I think that, yeah, it's, it's really going to a place where um, you can just, like, I only market myself online. I don't pay for any of it. Like, I don't, I've never paid for an advertisement. And so you can do that online and you can't do that unless you're just going up to people in person, which to me just isn't who I am. There's people that do it and there's people who it works for and like props to you. Like that's an awesome skill to have. It's not my skill. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that I think that it's definitely a new way and it's just, it's so for me, I really like it. I think that it works really well, especially for my business and my niche and I see it works well for a lot of other companies, even like small businesses, like clothing brands and whatnot. You can, you know, send your products to people who have a big influence and they can, you know, promote it. And you know how much marketing you just got right there? It's just huge. Like companies are prioritizing influencers online for marketing versus paying for these big advertisements. Because it's so much more of a powerful advertisement when somebody that you follow recommends a product. Right. Right. Like that, like I've bought so much, I'm a really easy sell. And so I can scroll online 
on TikTok and like see someone being like, oh my gosh, these are the most comfortable leggings I've ever worn. And I'm like, oh, you've ever worn? I'm in. Right. Like, yeah, that's how easy it is for me to buy something. And I'm like, click, 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 done. And that's, yeah. it's just so easy. How and many times do people not get the affiliate commission that they deserve? Oh, I'm sure it happens a lot. <laughs> oh God. Well, because they don't even know about affiliate marketing. I mean, some of them, some of content creators are just, you know, every day we are advertising products and services in our images on social media. And the bottom line is some companies paid for those products to be in those pictures. And some of them are just organic. And yeah. the way in which, you know, the, the, the economy is growing at such a pace now because, it's like I, I read this this <coughs> the statistic about a new Call of Duty game, which I don't play video games, but sold eight hundred million dollars worth of it, you know, uh, I think online in like the first three minutes of it being Crazy, released, yeah. eight hundred million dollars. That could have been three hours, but I I think it was three minutes, and because I, I was just like almost floored by that, and it's it's just you know the 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 in the power of seeing somebody and being able to 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 see um thousands of different images we don't realize it's you know we think we're looking at social media and there's no advertisements and i think you know because we're not watching tv and having to sit through an advertisement like we did had to when we were kids but the truth is is that the 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 average person that's just using social media has no idea the commerce that's happening just from their clicks and views. And one of the things that we do at Legendary is, is, is something that you've done on your own is that you know people will go through our training and just be like, I cannot believe all the ways in which money is being made all around me and from my activities and behaviors. And in some cases, I didn't even spend a dime just from my views, just from my, you know, there's... <laughs> there's so much commerce that's happening and my message to people a lot of times is just hey i know it's awkward and uncomfortable but it's worth giving a shot because to get your slice of the pie it might be everything you've been looking for from a work from home and doing more of what you want or working where you want or more with who you want you know yeah. so you were forced into it and by the lockdowns and it sounds like you're also, it sounds like there's no turning back for you either. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. And honestly, it was a blessing in disguise, I would say, because it gave me so much more opportunity with my business and um, that I wouldn't, it, I wouldn't have just pushed myself into this on my own. So yeah. it, it yeah. yeah, you know, right. It was a blessing in disguise. Sometimes, you know, it's about embracing the, what appears to be a a mess and taking a message out of it or, or turning a, a struggle into a strength. Um, I've certainly done that and um and 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 clearly so have you. And so congratulations mm -hmm. on that, Becca. Thanks for your time today. A special, yeah. you know, spending Thanksgiving. I am grateful for that. <laughs> I am grateful for that. I'm you grateful know. you chose to have me. I know. So thank you for your time. Everybody is um, you're probably gonna gain some new followers from our community and uh come back. Maybe we'll do a round two, okay? Awesome. Thanks so much, Dave. All right, take care. Peace. You too. Bye. All right, my friends, uh, go and follow her at Nourished with Becca. That's her TikTok and on Instagram, she's Becca B 
Brown. If you want to take our 15-day challenge, you can go to the15daychallenge.com where um, you know over the course of 15 days, we'll teach you the f- foundational fundamentals the foundational fundamentals. <laughs> that sounds like a, that sounds like a real, that sounds like a real, um, that boy, that boy's got a vocabulary right there. That ninth grade dropout, he's got a vocabulary, but, um, man, we'll teach you some powerful stuff about how to put the pieces together and, 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 uh, actually again, make some money if you want to, um, try out a business model that is, in my opinion, over 10 years, been the simplest, safest, and most effective way for both a new person and an experienced marketer entrepreneur to make a living online. And that's utilizing the core four business models, courses, coaching, events, or doing affiliate marketing for other digital products. Um, High profit margins, low overhead, no supply chain issues. And it's easy to create, package, put together and bring to market um, offers like that. You can send the products out in the form of, again, or or, or deliver the products in the form of one-on-one sessions, group sessions. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful business to learn. And so if you want to do that, go to the15daychallenge.com. If not, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Meet us back here tomorrow or the next weekday, obviously. Um, We do this five days a week, in case you didn't know. Every single day, 99% of the days, we interview one of our clients. And then occasionally we'll have a guest from the, the industry. The industry. I don't know what the industry is. It's just, you know, another online marketer who who started selling their information online. The industry. That's that's that that makes you sound really cool when you say that. Um, but occasionally we'll have a guest who will who will come in and share some of their experience like Becca did. But we've done almost 600 as of recording this, 600 interviews with our clients, nearly 600. And this month, um, all that similar to what Becca was describing with uh, just, you know, yes, we're, we, we want to scale our business. We, we want to, we want our customers to scale and become massive businesses. But at the same time, it's important to stay connected to our customers. That's why we do this show every day, because we think that the most interesting people to talk to are our actual customers, not gurus and not, you know, celebrities. And so that's why people, I think, watch this every day and, and, and say they learn a lot from it. So you take the challenge if you're feeling adventurous and you're up for a challenge, a challenge just to learn something new. Or, or hang out on the sidelines and watch the show for free and get as much value that way. But either way, we're grateful that see how I've weaved the grateful theme into this episode today. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I am grateful for you and I'm grateful that you come and join us here every morning. And the way that I'll say thank you is seeing you back for the next episode. Get on out of here. Be legendary. Peace.